Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,153. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in, well, I'm in Tacoma, Washington, which I can just about see from my house here in Gig Harbor with a very special guest by the name of Jeff Evans. Jeff, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have some fun. Now, Jeff and I just recently met uh, during Car Week, right? Yep, Monterey Car Week down in Monterey, California. Yeah, we were having some fun at Bruce Canapa's shop. Uh, looking at all the eye candy that that guy has. And uh, I was standing there, and of all people staying there was was Jeff, but also a guy named Gordon Murray, uh, who Bruce was giving a tour. And I said, that's Gordon Murray. Oh, my gosh, I've been trying to get a hold of him forever. Got to talk to him, and we're going to be having him as a guest on Cars. Yeah, but, you know, the guy that stepped, or stepped up quicker was Jeff here. So, uh, Jeff, I appreciate that. Well, I recognized you and uh, figured I'd just say hi, and uh, we had a really great conversation about some of the amazing cars that were in Bruce's showroom. Oh, gosh, it's a candy store, and I I say to Bruce every time I see him, I've known him for a long time. How like how do you even get any work done walking around this place? Right? I, I couldn't imagine. Just I think that you probably had went into the shop as well. Um, I went up onto the mezzanine because they had Gordon Murray's. Oh, his GTO. group there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had the group there working on cars. They weren't letting uh, weren't letting people down onto the shop floor. But I went up on the mezzanine and like like standing on the mezzanine of his shop, like just looking at everything in there was mind blowing. Yeah, the catwalk. Yeah, seeing like uh, an EB one ten and the two sixty five GTO and RS two hundred. Six or seven nine five nines in various stages of restoration. The amount of stuff that was in there, and then like the seats, the wheels, the the engines, everything just stacked up, and it was like immaculate. Some guy walked by, and there was like one little tiny like oil drip on the floor, and he like runs over and grabs a rag, and he's like wiping it up and cleaning it up, and I was like, man, this is like a dream shop. Well, the thing about the catwalk is, unfortunately, that day they had the shop closed because of Gordon Murray's uh, visit with his uh, entourage. There's another room on the other side of that wall, and there's a whole bunch more stuff. And then in the back is a giant, imagine a giant rack that you could stack five cars tall and maybe six cars across or seven, something like that. It's like what you see, a matchbox box of toys, but they're real cars all stacked back there. And then a whole bunch more race cars. So it just, yeah, it goes on and on. But we're here to talk about you today, not Bruce Canapa. <laughs> and I'm going to give a proper introduction in a moment. But I'd love for you to share with our listeners first one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Jeff. Well, let's see here. In addition to the obvious automotive passions that we all share, I do a lot of uh, running and bicycle racing. And just before Monterey Car Week, I completed a half marathon at night on the trails in Cedar Breaks, Utah, which actually Brian had Utah at a ski resort. And we started at 11,000 feet. 
Well, okay, wait a minute. At <laughs> night, running trails, what do you have, like uh, CB lights mounted to your <laughs> your shoulders, <laughs> you know, a rally lights right. so you can see? How do you do that? I mean, I can imagine people twisted ankles and running into trees. How do you see where you're going? Basically, just whatever lighting you can carry. I did the whole run with just a headlamp. Wow. Some people had flashlights. There were some people that had some twisted ankles. It took me about just over three hours to finish it. What are you, an ex-Navy SEAL or something? (laughs) No, no, I'm definitely not an ex-Navy SEAL, but uh, I've done quite a few of these these events, and this was, I think, by far the most difficult one they've put on, and it, it was a lot of fun. Well, I'm impressed. My son-in-law has done those uh, Ironman competitions, and he was in Utah a couple months ago doing one. And, uh, yeah, animals. I mean, <laughs> like those, those Ironman guys are absolutely animals. My hats are off to them. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. But running in the middle of the night for three-plus hours through trails in the woods – uh, yeah. I- any problem with, uh, like, you know, at night, that's when, like, the mountain lions come out, right? Or the bears and stuff? Well, the way they had the event organized was uh, it started at 6.30, and then you could stagger your start time anytime you wanted after that up until 6.30 the next morning. So okay. it was about 1,200 entrants, and it staggered over 12 hours. So it was spaced out pretty good. You'd run into four or five people bunched up, and then people would you know either come up on you or you'd come up on them, and people would move out of the way. And But you were never a big blob going through the forest. So any animals that were going to be out there. They're probably hearing a whole crowd of people come and saying, I'm out of here. People complaining. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ouch. Oh, geez. Talking about how steep it is or, you know, how rocky it is and all that kind of stuff. So very impressive. That's very cool. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Jeff Evans is the host of the Throttle Grotto, a YouTube channel where he features automotive restorations with a focus on German and Japanese cars ranging from the 60s to the 90s. Jeff shares his know-how and automotive expertise with hopes to inspire you to get into your garage and play with vehicles. He also creates videos on rallycross racing, track day events, car shows, and a myriad of how-to-save-money videos about doing repairs yourself. When Jeff's not in the garage, you'll find him out, like he said, biking and running through the forest in the middle of the night or out in the Puget Sound on his kayak, no doubt chasing the orcas, I'm guessing. So there you go. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. So give them a little love. They're the reason we have gas in our tank today. And we'll be right back. Summer is here, and that means long, hot days. Oh, boy. Covercraft's UVS custom sunscreens are quality-made and are incredibly fast and easy to use. Your UVS sunscreen is custom-tailored for your vehicle, and their accordion design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They are durable. They're dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles. Every time I park my car, my Covercraft sunscreen goes up in the window. You can choose from a variety of colors, including the original, Premier Series, and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. And they make a really great gift as well. Get your summer deal today. Use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. 
My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company, and I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework, I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around, and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Jim Canova is a past guest here on Cars Yeah, and he's detailed over 8,000 vehicles. And that kind of professional experience leads to innovation. He was tired of uncomfortable stools and creepers and being down on his knees when detailing cars. So as a result, Jim thought, you know what, there must be a better way. And he invented the Bumby Seat. His unique design gets you off your knees and your bum onto a far more comfortable seating position for all your low-level automotive detailing. The Bumby seat, with its patented full-flat design, allows you to adjust your position to the task at hand. Convenient side trays hold your car care products, tools, cloths, or a tasty beverage. Built for the toughest driveways and garage tasks, the Bumby seat has wheels that roll easily over almost any surface, and it makes a great around-the-home adjustable stool for hobbies, yard work, or take it to the car show. The full-flat design makes storage a breeze. Jim has launched an Indiegogo fundraiser, and you can get in on the start of what's sure to be an industry favorite. Go to Indiegogo.com and type in Bumby Seat, that's B-U-M-B-E-E, Seat, to be one of the first in line to start improving your automotive detailing experience today. That's Bumby Seat on the Indiegogo.com website. And when you're there, make sure you take advantage of the special Cars Yeah discounts that Jim's provided when you get your Bumby Seat. So, Jeff, we're back. So, this Throttle Grotto, how did this whole thing come about? Why, why did you start it? What was the inspiration? And have you always been a car guy? Yeah, I've been a car guy ever since I was a kid. I, I started out as that weird kid that my parents didn't understand. <laughs> I could sit in the back of the car while we're driving around town at night and like look at the headlights of the car behind us and tell my parents exactly what kind of car it was, which was they thought it was weird. My dad was kind of a car guy. He didn't have a lot of cool project stuff laying around, but he kind of fostered all that stuff in me. He would buy me these books. I remember there was books of race cars 
there was one book that I remember in particular that had all the Alpha race cars and the Abarth race cars and Fiat and all that kind of stuff broke down. And it was a bunch of different marks and they had pictures of all the race cars. And I would just look through that every night. Of course, I had thousands of Hot Wheels cars that I would sit and play with. And and then uh, biking kind of came a, a parallel passion for that, too. Sounds like anything on wheels is what you love. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely became a, a wheeled obsession. And then I got into college, got my first car. That's when I started to figure out how to wrench because I couldn't figure I couldn't pay someone else to do the work for me. And then it's just been kind of a, a slow build. I've had some a few cars featured in some magazines, both domestically and in Europe that I've built, which was really, really uh, an awesome honor to be able to achieve that. Well, Throttle Grotto, how did that all come about? Because I've watched some of your videos. They're quite fun. One of them you have up right now is a trip over to Vashon Island, which is right across the sound from us. You can see it probably from where you live. I can see it from Gig Harbor. You're looking at an old Datsun, I believe, that had been left sitting with very flat tires and a dent in the fender from a tree that fell on it. So do you go out and find cars and then hopefully bring them home and restore them? Is that kind of your thing? Well, lately they've been seeming to find me. That car in particular, I had another Datsun Roadster that I was working on, and I was trying to do one of those Pioneer-type engine swaps with a uh, Duratec uh, Ford engine and uh, MX-5 transmission, like a 2003 Miata Tranny. And I just could never get enough traction on the whole project. I was always getting sidetracked with other stuff. And the Datsun Roadster mailing list one of the guys posted that there was a parts car out on Vashon Island that was a 68 2000 and they wanted peanuts for it, like $800. It's like, well, I should go check that out. It's Vashon Island. It's super close. It wouldn't be, you know, nobody else seemed like they were very interested in it. They're like, yeah, it's kind of rusty. It's, you know, it's been sitting for a long time. It's probably not worth anything. Went out there and looked at it, talked to the owner. The owner was actually... And I think he still is an illustrator for National Geographic. Oh, wow. Which is, I thought was a very cool, just kind of a little nugget of information. Him and his brother had owned the car out on Basham Island for like 20 years and had been sitting for at least 10, if not more. <laughs> it looks like it had been sitting a while. Yeah, there was a uh, fist size holes in the tires when I got there. Yeah. What was with that? They just rotted so bad that they just blew out or something? I think they, yeah, they just like the sun and the, the shape of the tire over time, just you know, the tire just gave up and said, I'm, I'm not going to hold this shape anymore. I'm done. But turned out that he had taken immaculate care of the stuff that he could manage to, like the, the fuel system. He would change the oil every so often. The interior for how long it had been sitting and how many, let's say, transient rodents had been through the car. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> was actually in surprisingly good shape. It, it didn't smell like, you know, like, uh, animals had been in there. The trunk had a few surprises, <laughs> but uh, it drained the fuel tank. Carb floats had been drained. It was, it was stored like for how long it had been neglected and sitting. He did a really good job of at least being a caretaker of it in that manner. So with your video on YouTube, then you would bring a car like that back and then 
kind of walk people through how to bring it back to life? Is that the the entire goal of Throttle Grotto is to share with people bringing cars back to life? Because I mentioned at the beginning an affliction you have for Japanese affliction. You like that? Affliction <laughs> and, and German cars. Uh, you know, I'm a German car guy, so I'm going to like that one. Nothing against uh, Japanese cars, but I know that particular Datsun, we have a car show here in Gig Harbor every year. And this year, well, every year, there's a whole bunch of those that show up. I mean, that particular model, there's, I think there was probably 10 or 15 of them. Yeah, there's a, a pretty large contingent of Datsun Roadsters here in the Northwest. There's actually the local club that meets up in uh, South Center area at mm-hmm. a pizza place like once a month. A really active community, which is nice. Been able to get some parts and advice and stuff on those cars way quicker than I ever expected to. Sometimes even quicker than than finding German car parts. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's rare. Yeah, it's just such an active community, and there you know there's a lot of people that are really willing to to step up and help and give advice and point people in the right direction. So that's a that was a big help in getting that car back on the road so your your video is all about that is showing people how to work on cars is it it a how-to or is it a more watch what i'm doing kind of thing i think i try to do a mix of both i try to have some videos that are just here's the projects i'm working on and kind of a more of like a story format of progress of this project and here's the little things i've done along the way that have made this this part of the project a little bit easier. And then sometimes I'll do just like a real in-depth, like how to, I did a, a pretty simple one a little while ago on how to take a pair of fog lights and uh, make them from clear to yellow and just using stained glass paint that you can buy at the hardware store. Okay. All right. You don't fill the, you don't fill the light cavity with yellow fluid or anything? No, no. <laughs> Pour some be. beer in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very cool. Well, this is neat. So people could go watch your videos and just, I guess I should say, gain some knowledge about how you uh, build cars, work on cars, but it's not an in-depth restoration type YouTube page, it sounds like. Yeah, I don't, I don't get, uh, Part of it is just doing it at home. I don't have a studio or. Yeah, it's like it's me at home in the garage. I do all the filming. I do all the editing. I do all of the, you know, parts purchasing and chasing and all those things to get everything. So and plus just like limited room, like right now, the project I'm working on is a 928. I picked up a. uh, this one also found me through the Internet came from a friend of mine that lives down in NorCal. His buddy had a car that had been stuck in a paint shop for two years, waiting for stuff to get done to it. It's a 81-928 non-sunroof five-speed car. And the person that owned it was trying to make a uh, sim- as similar to the prototype car as he could. So everything shaved and smoothed. Mm-hmm. But he came up on some other things that he wanted to work on. So he was like, I just need to get rid of this project. And <laughs> yeah. we, came, we came upon a deal and I was like, man, I really can't. It was like, it was pretty much everything I had at that point to get that car. And it was like, well, it's, it's one of those things. I'm probably not going to have another opportunity to pick up a car like this. So now I'm going through the process of getting that whole car painted. And when I get back from, I got a couple of trips I need to go on here shortly but once i get back uh i'm going to start the process of going through the whole engine tearing it down resealing everything and then putting it all back together so i can put it in the car and get the car running so i can move it without pushing it those are pretty complicated cars those are extremely complicated i was gonna say how many 928 engines have you broken down and resealed and put together Uh, (laughs) i've broken down one okay 
the one that came with the car actually had some water intrusion issues and uh, not quite sure how the water got into the left bank of cylinders, but all the left bank of cylinders were completely rotted. Oh, goodness. Okay. So this wouldn't even turn over. Fortunately, the local 928 community, which is also a very great community, there's a lot of really dynamic enthusiasts that are in the area that are into these cars. One of the guys that was moving out of the area had an engine in his shop, and he's like, I don't want to take it with me. It's been in here for like years. Yeah. Or get it, I'll just give it to you. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. So I ended up with a free 928 engine, which was awesome. I got some discounts on uh, through another person that had bought a bunch of parts and they were like, I just need to sell these parts because I'm not going to use them. So I ended up with a whole engine reseal kit for half price. Wow. Yeah. So that'll be. You know, it'll be a big project, but it'll also be uh, it'll be a pretty interesting series to watch because that yeah the, the engines are massive. I think they're almost thirty six inches across the cam towers. Yeah, they're they're huge. Well, you know, the moral of the story here is reach out to a bunch of people, and you never know what you can find. And of course, you may have noticed down in Monterey, a nine twenty eight sold for quite a lot of money. So uh, there was a big sale down there, and so you know these cars are kind of coming back, but everything's floated very high to the top we'll we'll kind of see i think they well, i don't think they had record sales down there this week this past week of all the auction sales i mean massive massive amounts of money so uh money's still flowing seems to be flowing really great i there certainly seemed to be a lot of money flowing at car week that was yeah. the, well there for, always for is time. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I'd been there, and it was amazing. When I flew out of uh, Monterey Airport, the number of private jets, uh, I don't think I've ever seen that many private jets sitting at that airport. In fact, our flight was delayed by about 20 minutes because the pilot said, well, apparently there's some kind of an event happening down here, and there's a lot of people with their own jets, and we're sitting behind nine jets waiting to take off, so... We're going to be a little late. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. You know, I like to ask people about mentors, uh, people that are inspirators in their life. Inspirators, is that a word? Inspiring people, I guess. I can just make stuff up. It's my podcast. Sure. Yeah. So is there somebody like that in your world? Yeah, I think one of the people that's kind of really inspired me over the years of doing YouTube. I don't know if you're familiar with the Mighty Car Mods channel. No, I don't know about them. Okay, so they're a couple of guys out of Australia. I think maybe 12 or 13 years ago now, they started a channel in their own driveway. Two guys started out small. One of the guys, Moog, he does all the music for the channel and wrenching and all that stuff. Marty is the other guy. Three years ago, I was at Werthersee, which is a enormous uh, German car show in Austria. And I heard someone say, Oh my God, Mighty Car Mods is here. And I'm like, no way. And I look over and they're, they're doing like a presentation on the stage and fanfare and hype and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, man, well, if I get a chance to meet these guys, that'd be amazing. Cause sure. I've been watching their videos since they were in their driveway and kind of followed around the, the displays and got back over to the little fenced off area where they had their car parked and stuff like that. Ran up and talked to them and there was a whole bunch of fans that just mobbed them uh -huh. it was like i think they probably had 15 or 20 fans like figure out where they were going and sure. beat me <laughs> but they were super excited to meet their fans and this was like halfway through the show so i'm sure this wasn't the first time that they had run on or run into that scenario made time to take pictures with all their fans and like we're super excited you know signing autographs doing all the thing uh, I came up to him, started talking to him for a minute. I was like, yeah, I do. I've been doing YouTube for a while. I've been watching you guys since you guys were in, their in your driveway. And they're like, well, that's awesome. That's so cool. Do you have your, you have your gear with you? 
And I was like, yeah, I have my camera gear with me. And they're like, well, let's do a shout out for your channel. Like right oh, now. Very nice. It was their thing that it was their idea. I didn't ask yeah. for it. Just yeah. like, let's just do this. Let's, let's take 30 seconds. We'll do a shout out to your channel. And that was like, that put me on such a high for the rest of the trip. <laughs> it's like, that was, nice. that was like the coolest. Cause I've run into some people that do YouTube that are, they're, they're less friendly or they're, sure. they're more focused on what they're doing than, yeah. than the people around them. Than helping guys out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and helping other people. And that was just so refreshing to see guys that are literally at or near the top of the, of the, like, I want to say food chain, but literally at the top of the pyramid of the genre. And they're no matter what, trying to help out and just be cool dudes yeah yeah well you know they say don't meet your heroes because they'll let you down but in this case it was the opposite so i'm I'm glad that they were the way they were that's very cool we'll take a short break thank our sponsors we come back i've got a few more questions for you so keep the seatbelt on we'll be right back i've teamed up with auto geek because well they've been the leading source of auto detailing products accessories for more than 20 years their pinnacle sovereign paste wax is specially formulated from brazilian carnauba wax it's easy to apply on any paint surface and provides that warm glow that we love especially me on my vehicles you're gonna love it too a favorite of car shows countrywide pinnacle sovereign paste wax from auto geek wipes on easily requires no drying time is easy to remove and provides up to 90 days of protection against Against damaging environmental contaminants. This wax is designed to exceed the standards of the most discriminating enthusiasts and collectors. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their very skilled technical support. Autogeek.net. That's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey and be sure to use the code cars. Yeah. When you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom. Linkage geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at linkagemag.com. You know what? We are all wired differently and not everyone needs to go to a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and one can build a solid career as an auto, diesel, or collision technician. There are no longer blue-collar jobs, they're new-collar careers, as the technology and skill sets have become so advanced. Support career and technical education by getting involved with TechForce Foundation. It's a Cars Yeah charity of choice. Learn more at techforce.org. So I'd like to ask my guests, because I know you're a listener, about a great challenge that they faced, but more importantly, what did they do to overcome it and what did it teach them? So walk us through a bit of a, I like to say, a bumpy ride. Well, I think trying to build, and you may have experienced as well, trying to build a podcast brand, trying to build any social media brand, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, podcasts, TikTok, which I 
I, I think TikTok is just basically people dancing and lip <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, people keep saying you're supposed to play in that world. I don't have any interest. So yeah. maybe maybe I'm uh, silly for that, but I just I don't have any interest in that. <laughs> but it, you know, initially, I'm like, you know what? I've got a GoPro. I've got some content. You know, things are going to start. I'm going to start making money. It's going to be awesome. And since I have my, my career, it's funny that you mentioned Navy SEAL earlier. My career is actually, I'm a military, been in the military for nearly 20 years now. Well, thank you for your service. I appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. But I've never launched anything like a business or anything like that before. I've never had the need to. And one of the things I learned about doing this, it's very applicable to racing bicycles or running races is that you really got to manage your expectations while keeping your goals in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can go out and be like, okay, today I'm going to run five miles. And your body's like, not today, friend. Not today. Yeah. <laughs> bad day to choose that. What's that, that scene from Anchorman? It was a bad day to drink milk. <laughs> <laughs> milk was a bad choice. Milk was a bad choice, yeah. It's too hot. <laughs> too hot, yeah. Walking through San Diego, that's funny. Yeah, you know, this is an interesting thought process as far as the challenge because so many people see people on social media at all different levels and they think, oh, you just like you do it, you're a star. It happens overnight. And it's a slow build, isn't it? I mean, you've got to figure out your audience first. You've got to, plus the marketing side of just promoting it constantly. That's what I've done is I just decided to do five shows a week. It was insane. But that's what I decided to do. And it's just that consistent, you know, growth and pattern out there. You you just have to keep doing it all the time. It's difficult also when you're, you get pulled in a lot of directions where you, know, you have a job that pays your bills. You have some friends that you want to hang out with. You have some like your house needs work. You know, if you're trading for something, you know, you got to go grocery shopping. You have to adult, which nobody likes adulting. <laughs> adulting. What's adulting? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> like do adult stuff? Does that mean like pay bills things? Yeah. Like when you come back from Monterey Car Week and realize you got four baskets of laundry you got to fold. That oh, kind of stuff. Or you, you come back and you go, gee, I'm not as rich as all those other guys. I got a visa bill from all the stuff I bought. <laughs> Absolutely that too. But then you try to find a magic balance between all of that. Life, work, fun balance is sometimes really tough to get. That may be that living room windows really got to get replaced this week. I don't have a choice. Got to get that done before the before the rain gets here. So I'm not going to make a video this week because I just don't have time. I've got 40, 45 hours of work. And then like this has taken up a bunch of extra time. So it's sometimes it's really difficult to get out of video a week. And then it does just things don't go as planned. Well, I I follow several people on YouTube that do channels and they have 30 minute, 40 minute shows every week, but it's their entire job. You know, it's not just a part-time thing because I did 13 episodes of a Cars Yet television show and we ran them. It was on streamed on Lucas Oil Racing. It was on Mav TV, a massive amount of work, but we were traveling all over the country. So I had to hire a crew, fly them there, put them up in hotels, shoot, edit, all this kind of stuff. And it was a massive amount of work. So you had the video aspect. Podcasting seems pretty easy, although doing five shows a week is very time consuming. So my hat's off to you for taking on this endeavor and then working through that balance. That's just something you got to work your way through and figure out a way to do it. But, you know, cars are what we're all about here. And you've played with a bunch of cars. It's obvious from your YouTube page. Is there a vehicle that you'd like to share that's kind of a special car in your past? I think that the Datsun that I have right now is pretty special. You know, it's a 55-year-old car now. 
So what year would that make it? 68? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2020, well, 2023, it will be uh, 55 years old. Yeah. So okay. it's like 54 and a half or something right now. Yeah. The, the car, it just survived. It like kind of waited around for the right person to come, you know, and take care of it and get it out there. And people see it and they're just like, wow, that's really cool. You know, I, I took it to Avance Fest. Uh, at Pacific Raceways a couple of weeks ago. Okay, cool. And, you know, just kind of going through the whole process of doing the brakes and the fuel system and building an exhaust for it. I had to build a muffler for the car because I couldn't find a muffler to oh, fit. Wow. Uh, I had the muffler that was on it was all rotted out. And there's a very narrow space between the, the fuel tank and the leaf springs that the muffler passes through. And I needed to do a two inch in and out mm. and just could buy one. So I'm like, well, I have a pattern here. <laughs> yeah, I'll just make one. I'll just have to make one. It's basically steel and some perforated metal and something stuff inside the muffler and things like that, where it's like problem solving and kind of doing some unique approaches to things on the car at Avance Fest. I got to take it out on the track. Oh, cool. Do a lead follow with it and getting to experience really driving that car hard given it everything it had was that was a pretty neat feeling had you ever been on that track before yeah i've been on that track uh a few times with scca track nights and then there's also a bicycle racing series that went on out there so that we bicycles do. at sovereign or the they're at the pacific raceway yeah like tuesday nights they do a road racing series really i didn't or, know that yeah around the road course you're talking about pedal bicycles not motorcycle bike yes pedal bike wow well yeah. you know that's an interesting track on a bicycle because you come out the backside, you got to come up that hill. It's just kind of a steep hill. Yeah. If you go down 3A and 3B, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. If you come up 3B and 3A, it's not oh, as much. Oh, running it backwards. Yeah. Okay. Do they do that? Do they run it backwards? Yeah. Yeah. They run okay. uh, a few different a few different orientations of the of the course. And Were you out at the track at Laguna Seca on Sunday when they did the hill climb and they ran the cars backwards? No, I was actually on my, I was actually back here already. I had okay. to leave Saturday. Yeah, they did a unique thing this year with the, the historic races where it was Wednesday through Saturday. Then Sunday, they did uh, this hill climb, they called it, and they ran cars backwards and they did drift cars and all sorts of fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I heard advertising that on Saturday and then yeah. I saw some videos of, of some of the drift guys yep. going up backwards. Probably like, that Corvette. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. So is there a great book that you'd like to share? It doesn't have to be car related, but something you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah. One of my favorite books that I've read is actually a very short book. It's a very easy read. It's called The Four Agreements mm. by Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah. It's basically four life lessons to learn from the book. And they're very simple ones. But the two that stood out to me the most were don't make assumptions and don't take things personally. Hard to do both of those things. Yeah. And I, I, when I read that book, it was like two little knives like coming out and hit me right <laughs> now. So I'm like, oh, man. Well, especially when you're putting yourself out there like what you do and what I do. And yeah. I still remember the first Apple podcast review. You can put reviews there. The first guy that didn't like what I was doing and, you know, gave me one star. And they said, this guy's too much like Barbara Walters. And I thought, what? And then I went, wait, she, you know, I didn't really care for her, but she was really successful. So I thought, well, maybe, maybe that isn't such a bad jab, but I'm still talking about today. That was eight years ago. The first one, I think he's the only one who's given me a one star. Now you listeners don't go out there and give me a one star. I've, I've gotten a lot better than the old days. So at least two, but five would be appreciated. So it's hard not to take those things personally, but 
I, that's a great book. I read that book. Maybe I need to go read it again. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's a great one, and it's like you can read it in an afternoon. Yeah, you know, it's it's efficient. <laughs> the four agreements worth getting your hands on and sharing with family members and kids. It's a good one for kids too. So let's go on the ultimate drive. You know what I do here? I'm going to buy anything you want. Park it in your garage. You can take it anywhere you want. You can be with anybody, even somebody who's passed. So, what does that ultimate drive look like for you, Jeff? This one I had to think about a little bit. So, who it would be with? I would take Rainier Buckman from the BB Automotive Company that was in Germany. Okay, well, all yep. right. Why? Why that character? <laughs> he had a company that in the seventies and eighties was doing far, far ahead of anything else that people were doing at the time. They were doing digital dashes. They were doing hardtop conversions on Mercedes sedans. They were doing, they built their own navigation systems and digital tax. And they were doing these crazy wild, uh, wide bodies. It's literally my favorite tuner of all time. I would be driving one of my favorite cars that they did, which is the 911 Targa Turbo with, uh, it's, it's a gaudy car. It's, it's like a silver 911 Targa with a whale tail and these multicolored stripes that go up the fenders and over the top of the Targa bar. I think I've seen that abomination. Yep. Down the rockers and up over the, up over the backs of the well, fenders. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Why would you pick that? Uh, because well, hey, it's a it's a nine thirty turbo. I mean, oh, okay, well, well it, I, I get it. I had one. <laughs> like driving a nine eleven, like nine eleven turbo would be a yeah, you know, and it's his creation. And I could just be. What were you thinking? <laughs> what made you start this company, and how yeah. did you get started, and what was the creative process like, and what was it like to be part of that team and that dynamic and that environment, and just creating stuff that people just blew people's minds back in the seventies and eighties could be so unique to know. I that's a very unique answer. No one's ever chosen him. I get the the 930. I had one for 13 years, and it was an awesome car, fun to drive. And uh, yeah, and I'm a 911 guy, so I get that part. I know the car you're talking about, and I, I have to go and Google that again, but I remember going, what on earth are they? But you know, it was kind of the time, 70s, you know, kind of go-go crazy stuff. So very creative answer. Well, you've taken us on a, a fun ride today and I really appreciate you sharing your world. You know, this is a great thing about cars. Uh, listeners, I met Jeff at Bruce Canapas during car week. We just started chatting and went, oh, you do a YouTube, you should be on my, my podcast. And here we are talking and sharing stories. So this is what the car world is all about. So I really appreciate the fact that you said hello and we were able to chat. Before you leave us today, could you leave us with an inspirational saying, a quote or a mantra of some kind? Yeah, I think it's the what I've learned the most from doing the YouTube channel is make sure you find the pace for you that allows you to keep enjoying the journey. Making it and hating it isn't worth the cost, time, and the effort. And you find that balance is really the hardest part of growth. Well, that works for any career, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You've got to figure out how to fit it into your life right. But the key here is you're doing something you're passionate about in cars. And that old saying, I think it was Henry Ford, that if you uh, work in the field you love, you don't work a day in your life. I'm not sure if there's a whole lot of truth to that because there is work to doing this. But imagine if you were making YouTube videos about how toilets get fixed. Oh, that's kind of boring. But, you know, some people might like that. So and I've watched some of those and fixed my toilet. So thank you very much. The, toy, the Toilet Fix-It Man YouTuber. I, I appreciate that. So how can people learn more about what you're doing at Throttle Grotto? Well, you can go to YouTube.com and search for Throttle Grotto. Uh, I also do uh, an Instagram page. 
where I do uh, a lot of automotive photos. Uh, it's kind of a fun page to follow because I, I take pictures of all kinds of crazy stuff. Everything from little crappy Datsuns I see parked near the beach to supercars and everything in between. So Good. And is that under Throttle Grotto on Instagram? Also under under Throttle Grotto. Great. I'll put links to those on Jeff's show notes page here on the Cars yeah website. But Throttle Grotto, that's pretty easy to say and remember. So check him out. Jeff, hey, thanks for taking some time. My my new neighbor, uh, not too far away. If I could hit a golf ball, I might be able to hit it to your house. Maybe not. That'd be one hell of a drive. But uh, yeah, since I live in a I'm... golf course community. But uh, <laughs> I'm so glad that we were able to connect and learn more about what you're doing. Until you and I talk again, my friend, and I'm sure now I'll probably see you down the road somewhere here in the Pacific Northwest. Wonderful. Thanks for having me on, Mark. This was was a great time. You're welcome. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!